0: You guys come back every single week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good deal. We'll put that in the contract. We're not free, but we're reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Hit the Bricks. Every everything that's interesting, that's super interesting Absolutely. about every Oklahoma. This is our Bluegrass episode, our first um, inaugural Bluegrass Festival episode of Hit the Bricks. That's oh. right. We're inaugural, not annual. Not has, annual. No. Inaugural. Inaugural. So we'll be. It's you know. right around the corner, right? Yeah, about about a month away, and we're here with Byron Berline. Joe Parks. Parks. Yeah, you say your name like you, know, you
1: needed to help me with your
0: name. Well, I was, I, I,
2: maybe you may have forgotten. <laughs> Oops.
1: Hey, it's paid for. It's good.
3: Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, Bluegrass Festival is a month away. Um, how how many years has this been for? Twenty third year. Twenty third year.
3: Okay. Ninety seven was our first one All right. downtown here in Guthrie yeah. and. Uh, we did that for about five years and then moved it down to the campground.
0: What in the world makes you want to start a bluegrass festival? Other than that you, like, you like to play bluegrass well,
3: music. I toured Europe a lot and all over the world actually, Japan and all the European nations. And, and uh, every country I went to had a bluegrass band. So I thought, you know, it'd be cool to have a, what we call an international festival and invite these guys to come to the United States. And uh, I knew it would be better to have it in the middle of the United States instead of on the West Coast or East Coast. It just seemed to be more logically, you know, uh, better for that. But, uh, so I'd mentioned it to a guy named Joe Hutchison, who was a, he ran a festival in uh, Langley, Oklahoma, over by the Grand River Dam. Hmm. And, And he thought it was a good idea. And uh, I said, if we get the airlines involved and get these people over here and so on and so forth and get somehow a way to get it going. And so he never forgot that when I, when Betty and I moved back here in 95, he said, let's work on that. Cause he was now, he he was elected state legislature to the capital. And he says, maybe we can get some people interested in doing this and I said, well, that'd be great. So we got a hold of uh, Doug Hawthorne with the uh, tourism department and uh, they thought it was a great idea too, because I like bluegrass. And uh, so we put it together and it, and it happened. And uh, so it's been going ever since.
0: Down there at the Flats is just a beautiful place to have a festival. The trees and the, just the, the mm-hmm. green space everywhere. Um, yeah, when you're listening to the music, there are times, like for myself, i will be listening and I'll just like, my attention kind of just drifts to like, you know, off into the distance. Cause it's, it's a pretty picturesque spot to sit and listen to it music. It is, it's a nice yeah.
3: spot. Uh, yeah. And uh, they thought they wanted other venues different around the state. Not they, I mean, a lot, there were suggestions that mm-hmm. have it over in the Eastern part of the state or here and there. I kept pushing for Guthrie. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate they, that. <laughs> yes. They finally gave in and said, okay, right. we'll do it in Guthrie. The so, tourism guy really likes that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you very much,
0: <laughs> yeah. Joel. You've, you know, pretty much grown up at the festival, right?
2: Yeah, I've actually cool. been to every single festival. Uh, I'm 26, so there's only three years before uh, yeah. the festival even started. But my my dad's on the board for the festival, and yeah. he's been a part of it from a early Good beginning. Go. From the very get go, yeah. And uh, because of that, I've grown up around it. My brothers grew up around it, and yeah, it's just been a part of my childhood and now part of just where I wanna be every October, you know.
0: Yeah, you plan your, you kind of plan your year, rather, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that you get yeah. like a uh, some kind of badge for attending all, every single one of <laughs> them. There like should be some there.
2: patches. I mean. Right? There should be some.
3: Like a,
0: like a Boy Scout shirt, with a patch for each one.
3: Yeah. Man, why don't we start that? Mm-hmm. We should, we should. How many years straight did you go? It's like yeah. going to church, did you miss a Sunday? <laughs> you know, if you go through every Sunday, you get a little Whatever I used to when I was growing up, uh, if you went several, never missed a, a Sunday, you got a little medal or whatever. Oh right?
0: yeah, I remember getting stickers. When I, whatever yeah, it was, yeah. you know, I thought,
3: that was important. Yeah, medals I mean. got too expensive by the time I. <laughs> 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 going
0: with stickers. But, uh, and you get an angry phone. If you miss, you get a little phone call like, "Hey, why didn't you show up for mm-hmm. Bluegrass Festival or yeah. church or whatever?" They just make <laughs> us
1: put extra offering in the plate and a tie in the plate. Yeah, so it's yeah. all, all good after that, as long as your check's still there, <laughs> right? Uh, and cashes. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, why, Joel, what's some of your memories from uh, growing up at the festival? Like, what do you think about?
2: It? I think of a lot of the campground. A lot of the campground life is is what really. Attracts me every year. Um, he
1: grew up quick, Justin. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> because
2: that was that was where we that's where you know we camped every year, and then that's where we we picked and and then from the best pickers around, like a lot of the main stage performers would come down and pick in the campgrounds too to to people who are just learning, um, and so that's where like I really my memory start is in the campground and getting inspired by all these musicians um, from all walks of life coming through there, and then of course the. The amazing musicians that have graced the stage, you know, over the years, like Sam Bush, and and then the, this year Michael Cleveland is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just uh, it's pretty amazing to be able to and in such a accessible environment. You know, all the mm-hmm. all the people that you look up to are like very able to have a conversation with and talk to. And in this festival, it's always felt like a home, like that.
3: That's the grass good. people are that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. all the entertainers, most all of them. There's no. You know, head up in the air going, oh, I'm a star. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they don't do that. And the people that go to it too are just down-to-earth people. And that's what it was meant to be, just music for the people. You know, just every everyday joke. Yeah. And everybody likes bluegrass music. I mean, if they tell you they don't, they're lying. <laughs>
1: so, so let me be the, the ignorant guy here. So <clears throat> on the the international bluegrass, so is bluegrass different from... United States compared to other countries? Is it all
3: uniform? It's all uniform. Okay. I mean, I, I told you, uh, I saw groups uh, from all over. I mean, Denmark. In fact, I have a, a visitor from Denmark tomorrow is coming in to wow. see me. And he's collected every record. He has a record collection to fill this room. It's unbelievable. And, uh, but anyway, but yeah, they all, they all study just like we do. Yeah. They listen to Bill Monroe, Lester Platt, Earl Scruggs, or whoever they want to listen to. And they emulate that just like everybody else. And so, and then what really stands out is the Japanese people that, that you'd think, why would they want to, their culture is so diverse yeah. from, from ours. But the people are people. If they like it, they want to do it. And I think it's great. Well, the way they did if they listened to Armed Forces Radio. Uh, and that's how they got interested gotcha. in talking huh. about 50 right. years ago or more. And <clears throat> or more than that, <clears> then <throat> they would listen and, and that kind of caught their ear and then they wanted to try to do it. Now last year we had two uh, Japanese guys in their 80s. And then oh, we had yeah. our our, uh, our Pioneer Bluegrass guys from, from around here in Oklahoma. And we got them all up on the stage at the same time. World War II guys. Oh wow. Japanese and Americans, you know, and oh. they play music together. That was yeah. such a heart. That was amazing. Thing. That was really cool. Yeah, it really was. So, um,
0: kind of piggybacking that question, um, <clears throat> you know, seeing other other countries, other musicians from other parts of the world as bluegrass has kind of spread and uh, gained popularity, has it gotten to the point where uh, now you look at, you know the Kruger brothers or something like that, usually, like, their influence has started to influence back on you know, American bluegrass players? Mm-hmm. Is it kind of like, all mixed oh, sure. in together in terms of influences now? Yeah,
3: I mean, uh, if you're a great player, you can play and you're gonna, you're gonna influence people um. regardless where you're from. I mean, uh, like all the jazz came from France, a lot of the the, the gypsy jazz, mm-hmm. Stefan Grappelli and Django Reinhardt, that's another form of music. And we've had that here, John Jorgensen played his uh, the jazz band. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but anyway, that, they were influenced by them. I mean, if you're like, I'm sure Jens Kruger is going to influence a lot of people too with his banjo playing. Sure. I know he's from Switzerland.
0: Hmm. Talk about Michael Cleveland, who's the the headliner this year. Yeah, I
3: met Michael when he was eight years old at a, a, a International Bluegrass, well, IBMA, Music Association years ago.
0: And you're like, Michael, 2019, put it on your calendar. Show up with Guthrie. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think he's probably in his 40s now, I'm not sure how old he is. But he was uh, born uh, blind and had some physical defects and his parents told me, says he probably may not make it till probably 16 years old or something. But he defied that and here he is, turning one of the top fiddlers in the country. You know, he's just, uh, it's just amazing how he's, uh, but he, just shows if you listen well enough, you can pick it up. And that's how he had learned. He didn't know how to hold the boat, per se. He holds it kind of like that, but it works. Yeah. Rather than like though, he'll, he'll just grab it like this and just wear it out, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> but he's incredible and his band is really good. And he can just play about anything you want to play. So, yeah. so we're going to have a big fiddle frolic at the end of the festival where if he this set, we're gonna get all the fiddlers to come up and we'll oh, commemorate cool. some of the, the other fiddlers that like Arthur Smith and Dick Robertson and uh, Kenny Baker. These are past fiddlers that mm-hmm. played bluegrass and uh, were the forefathers or the fathers of bluegrass music and, and fiddling. So that'll
0: be
1: after Michael's set uh-huh. on Saturday evening. <clears throat> oh, cool i'm gonna love me some cowboy jim garland byron burling but I never heard of them but uh this <laughs> uh still win we got to see them at red brick nights last yeah. month it was Jill- mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah you guys were good that was i was that was that was one of my favorite red brick Nights, mo- as you guys that was really cool thank you you guys are really good
2: thank you yeah we're uh we're just happy to kind of carry the torch of bluegrass and in, and in, in Oklahoma. i mean we're we'll, because we've grown up around the festival we know how how amazing this music style is to us and but I think we want to show like you know any at any age you can be young and play it and, and old to play it and what's cool is that we because of that we have friends across all those age barriers there is no barrier um, mm. and we're so excited to come back this year we're playing Thursday night and Friday uh, at OIBF the Oklahoma International Bluegrass Festival and and yeah hope to hope just keep going yeah Oh, they're doing great i mean they have a really nice
0: yeah, i saw you guys at your blue door
2: show <laughs> yeah the other night yeah so i've only been joined the band in the last couple of years but the band has been going on for 10 years and so it was really special to be on the 10-year anniversary with them and right kind of celebrate that that history and the the journey of of writing music and through bluegrass in oklahoma yeah. very cool it's a tough <clears throat> easy to get people to come i mean you you only have so much
1: stage time so many bands mm-hmm. can be there I'm like why did why not <clears throat> why didn't I get invited this year or do you have that problem oh or yes it, yeah, I mean, yeah people want
3: to come all the time yeah they call it yeah. and, and solicit their time and, right and uh, <clears throat> it's just you just have to boil it down to what you can and what you can afford that thing be
1: tough at times uh, it but, is I mean yeah. you just you don't have you time. have everybody we but love to
3: have yeah. a lot of these folks that, that want to come but and eventually Hopefully we'll get them here. You know. Yeah. And I always like to feature different acts every year, right. some kind. <clears throat> but there's always crowd favorites and and uh, stuff like that. But <clears throat> it's uh, there's so so many diverse, a uh, lot of female artists now that are mm-hmm. really strong and really good. Mm-hmm. And I always try to include them too because they're really important in bluegrass. And uh, and the young kids, you know, are, are something else to watch them progress. Mm-hmm. You know, we do give scholarships for kids to take lessons and, and to go to camps or whatever. And then a lot of them are professional players now.
0: Yeah, the OIBF has given a, like, it's a pretty gigantic amount of money over yeah. the years towards scholarships for, for kids.
3: Well, we've given over around between eight and $10,000 a year. Yeah. Well, Twenty-three years, figured that up. Yeah. Right? Let's see, two hundred thirty thousand <laughs> <laughs> ish. Yeah. I wasn't a math major, I can't do it. Uh, Around two hundred thousand, <laughs> I imagine. Just know. add zeros uh, at the end. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's just help from everybody, you know. I get I solicit uh, the merchandisers who give me instruments to auction off, mm. and they're pretty pretty good about that.
0: <clears throat> Another unique thing about the festival uh, talk about the, the random uh, band jam and how that how that works. That's a pretty interesting you, you deal. You want to talk about
2: it? Yeah, sure. It's it's always so fun because it's always such a surprise, and and that's one cool thing about bluegrass is it does have this set of standards, so if you can almost walk into any circle and and play mm-hmm. a tune with anyone. So it's cool about the random band jam is it gives people that maybe not have either experience playing on the stage or maybe just want to play with new people, and you have what 20, 30 minutes. You yeah, put your I don't know. Put your instrument in a bucket, and so like for me, I would put banjo or guitar or whatever I would feel like playing that night, and then. Uh, someone coordinates the bands and you don't know who you're in with you just know that you know if you're a guitar player you're gonna be that guitar player for that band and they're gonna build a band around you um, and so it's really fun because you, oftentimes there's people you don't know and you're playing even tunes you don't know and then you have about 20 to 30 minutes to rehearse and then you get up on the main stage and play uh,
0: <laughs> it's fun to watch it happening because you see like however many different bands there are to get thrown together that night everybody's off in different corners of the field trying to work it up super fast mm-hmm. and it's just a uh, that's a pretty cool thing to watch
2: you got to watch out for spies uh-huh. they'll send their spies to your circle right. to try and steal your ideas <laughs> it's so random
0: <laughs> you're right it's, almost it's, like a random band yeah, uh-huh. jam I know. Um, and the youth band contest so like uh, th- that's kind of a bluegrass thing right the the, the like, the kids growing up in those like fun kind of competitions that they kind of grew up playing, like what's that like? I I didn't grow up going to, to bluegrass festivals, so I kind of like, you know uh, saw that from a, as an adult. But growing up,
3: is that something that you look forward to? in like you know, those competitions? Or? Well, yes, uh, to that respect, yes. I mean, when I grew up, there was only there wasn't any bluegrass festivals at all, but there were fiddle contests. Mm. And there, uh, so we would. My dad would take me, and my mother would take me to these fiddle contests. And you, you would usually compete against people your own age. and Then, if you got over eighteen or so, you would compete in the open division. You know, they had maybe a junior division, and a, a lot of times they just had one division. Just depends on the hmm. contest. Sure. So, and it used to. They used to have been there in the radio days, back in the 30s and 40s and stuff, they'd have big fiddle contests and all the well-known fiddlers would show up. And people would pay, I think, 75 cents to see this. And maybe about 5,000 people show up to these things. Oh, wow. the be outdoors be out, and uh, they'd let the crowd judge it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know how that, that could oh, be. Yeah. Very, very uh, objectionable, but... <laughs> But I, I'd heard stories about that. And it, it was just interesting things, you know. Hmm. Then 1965, uh, a guy named Carlton Haney decided to have a festival that, that really honored Bill Monroe. Bill Monroe's the guy who started Bluegrass. And they invited all these other acts to come in that, that were new Bill or had played with Bill. And, and they had a big festival. And so that started it all hmm. in 1965. And then from, they just kind of started growing. and then the other, towns and other places. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a whole circuit of bluegrass festivals all over the United States and Europe. So it's really caught on. Yeah, there are folks who
0: park their RVs out at the flats for OIBF. I, I think like their entire year is just driving around from bluegrass <laughs> festival to it bluegrass is. festival. What a way to retire, a <clears> lot. <throat> yeah.
3: Whitfield, Kansas started a festival in 1972 i played the very first one it was kind of a smaller festival at the fairgrounds there this is almost just their 48th year and uh we'll catch up unbelievable <laughs> what it's grown into you know and people take their whole year like you said they plan their vacation around that time they take their rb's they go down and park in the same camp area that they normally park in. They mm-hmm. have to line up, what, three weeks in advance or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I think we just that's put our,
2: we just got in line yeah. last week. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not until uh, the, <laughs> the third week uh, of uh, September. June, September. But that's an important part
3: I knew that when we had our festival here, we need a campground to mm-hmm. have that. And that's, if it wasn't for that, it wouldn't work. Yeah, Just the way it yeah. is, especially in this part of the country. Mm-hmm.
0: So. The music for OIBF Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, but the campground opens up that Saturday beforehand, right. and then people <clears throat> show up the Saturday beforehand oh, yeah, no, to they in line. stake their claim down at the flats. And,
3: right. Yeah. yeah, they have to, they want to get their favorite spot, they need to get in there early. Yeah. Uh,
0: you ever have to like mediate between people getting their, their spots?
3: Um, well he has you know, people <laughs> there's no reservation right so. a lot of people know where their spot is yeah. you know what i mean it's like uh-huh. going to church you're sitting in my pew get out <laughs> of there <laughs> so over there
0: in the campground you mentioned the, the, the campground stage how does the campground stage differ from the main
2: stage um well as far as the way i've seen it goes you know there's there's acts that play but it, you know you can actually sign up for it and some slots Mm -hmm. and so it's more of a showcase of of the people in the in the campground and and some some even some full campgrounds you know they have names like uh, like Bikes and Bluegrass and Stillwater Mm -hmm. Camp and and Tulsa Camp and some of them will even sign up just as a camp and there will be like a camp showcase of oh that's cool music Mm -hmm. Uh, um, I think it's it's just a fun dynamic more more low-key of course you're sitting on hail hay bales and we a little bit
0: later too into the evening. Yeah, yeah. they can.
2: Yeah. Um, this really—they're just really fun shows. More, um, you know, you maybe sit in the grass and just watch watch your friends play. Um, yeah. but well, it gives the campus
3: something to look forward to. Most of them come kind of are musicians. Mm. They play, they battle in it. You know what I mean. It gives them a chance to get on stage and perform with yeah. people. That's like I think
0: the, maybe the main one of the main differences between. A bluegrass festival and any other kind of music festival is there's just music everywhere at, at, at a bluegrass festival and specifically uh, the festival here you walk through the campground just about any hour of the day yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're gonna find like, I, i've woken up in my tent you know at three o'clock in the morning for am like i can hear a banjo off in the distance oh yeah and
3: probably him yeah. it that's, probably was that's you that's <laughs> early <laughs>
0: um, but you can you can go for a walk through the campground at any time of day, and you can yeah. find music playing, and that's that's different than like you know, you know, uh, uh, whatever other genre festival you go to, makes it kind of unique. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. It is.
2: Um. Yeah, there seems to be a real emphasis on organic live music, and mm. I know even in our campground, if someone's playing music on their car stereo, we're like, hey, can you? turn that off. We're trying to, <laughs> we're trying to make music yeah. here, you know? So I, I just love I love that element, because it's all real. It's all
1: real yeah. time. Bluegrass Festival, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th, 23rd annual. Be Vendor's there again. Music wor- uh, music uh, workshops. Talk about what, what we'll see there.
3: Yeah, we do workshops. You know, in accordance with the Arts Council, they, they want to do workshops. And uh, so for Friday, we start with... Uh, um mandolin and guitar, and then on uh, Saturday, um, uh, we're we usually doing, we're gonna save that till the fiddle product. And we're gonna, that's gonna be essentially a, a workshop and performance. Oh, cool. Yeah. cool. So, uh, but they're really, all that's really fun. I mean, you yeah. can learn a lot with just listening to the artists talk about their instruments and stuff, and you ask them questions and so on and so forth. You can do that anytime though. Right, right, you don't right. need to be bashful, you guys out there, to uh, want to know about your instruments. If you, if you go up to Joel and say, how do you tune that thing, Joel? And he'll hey, tell you. You tell me. <laughs> These banjos. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
2: no. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it, one thing, and I'm still very humble about where I am. I'm, I just went to a bluegrass camp out in Colorado. You know, I, I mean, you can mm. always learn from anyone. And, yeah. I mean, Byron, Byron's been a great, just... Rock in Oklahoma for people who want to learn. I know my brother was highly inspired by you early mm-hmm. on, and I mean, I think absolutely. Don't don't be afraid to ask anyone. No, no.
0: I like. Uh, I remember seeing some workshops where um, even the players who were on stage are asking each other questions. Like, how, how did you just do that? You kind of learning from each other there on, on stage while people in the crowd are learning from you too. That's
1: a, mm-hmm. a pretty cool dynamic. Wouldn't it be fun if you quit if you stopped learning, uh, learning something uh, new. I mean. That would,
3: Fun. Yeah. No, you never quit learning. Yeah. I don't care how advanced you are, or whatever. You're still working there. I mean, other guy says, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take two weeks off, and go up in the mountains, and uh, master the fiddle. I'll have it down there <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Wish it was you know, that easy. <laughs> yeah.
0: Speaking of, you know, learning from folks. Who are some like fiddle players that you that you hear now that you're like, oh that. That young fiddle player, like, who are you impressed by
3: these days? Oh, so many, really. I mean, well, Michael Cleveland for one. I did we just mentioned him. Yeah. I mean, there's people like Stuart Duncan, who was a really good fiddler. I mean, I knew him when he grew up in California. He was, you know, I was, was around him quite a bit, <clears throat> and. Uh, Sam Bush is another, one. he mentioned him. And, uh, these are guys that are in their 60s now, I are not know uh Stuart, but Mar- uh, Sam is. Mm-hmm. But they all, uh, you don't know who you're gonna influence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really, I mean, you just, you don't realize it till they tell you later. Yeah. So, yeah, you're a big influence on me, you know? I mean, so there's, back when I grew up, I mean, I listened to everybody my dad was a fiddler, so he was my main influence, of course. But then we've listened to other people like Arthur Smith, Eck Robertson. These were the real pioneers of fiddling. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, as I got into it a little further, uh, people like Howdy Forrester, Then I got to know all the other bluegrassers like Master Clements and Bobby Hicks and Kenny Baker. Mm-hmm. These are all well-known fiddle players. And uh, then it just kind of trickles down from there, and it's just hundreds of them now, that are really good. Yeah. <laughs> and which thrills my heart yeah. to see it. Because a few years ago, a lot of people, the old timers were saying, this music's probably gonna die out in no time. But they don't have to worry about that now. No,
1: no. <clears throat> and that's one of the cool things I think you guys done here with the bluegrass, is talk about the young people, you've been here all yeah. 23 of them, uh, is Children 12 and under are free. Yeah. Not only do they get in free and get to listen to this and do all the workshops, but they there's activities for them as well. So they can be playing on the Moon Bounce or whatever, but still hear that banjo playing. Mm-hmm. So it's in their mind and that influences it. Well, everybody. Thursday and
3: Friday, we bring in kids from the school area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they get to experience the festival, which is a cool deal. Yeah. All of it's really important, yes. the things that we do. Of course, we're a non-profit, a lot of people don't know that. I mean, uh, they're not aware of that. We're yeah. a non organization, so nobody makes any money on it. And uh, it's, a, it's just a great thing for the whole family, for the whole community, mm-hmm. I think. So,
1: Before we go, I, I'm gonna bring this up before I forget, but the volunteers every year. Oh, yeah. so, so many of them. So no. many of them, so mm-hmm. very important to
3: this. Oh, you no. couldn't do it without them? Yeah. Um, they have to have it. I mean, it's, and it's, we, we give them shirts and give them a pass to the festival. And most of them that volunteer really like the music too. Or they or they like to be involved and that's, that's who we want. People that, that want to be there. Absolutely.
0: So we have to we have to give a shout out to Stacy yes. Frazier. Uh, who is seeking volunteers? Yes, Stacy <laughs> needs volunteers. So if you want to volunteer for the Bluegrass Festival, Stacy has a few more slots.
1: Or you can message Fortney. I bet he can get you in contact with. Sure, her.
0: absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and Verla Verla um, organizes volunteers for the merchandise tent. Yeah. So both mm-hmm. of those folks do a whole lot of volunteer wrangling, and it does take uh, mm-hmm. an
1: absolute army of folks to, to put mm-hmm. it all together every year. Especially mm-hmm. if the people tell you where to park, because that can be yeah. a little crazy at mm-hmm. times too. <laughs>
3: yeah now the only exit is 8th street yeah. yes down there you have to go yeah. out, get off on 8th and go around and yeah. get your tickets go back east yeah. cool. but that's okay yeah oh yeah hey, it'll, it'll work absolutely
0: um oibf.com you can get your tickets online early bird yeah. tickets get those those are those are done yeah, with those are early oh, birds those are done, done, are done yeah. advance yes yes so you can uh so yeah uh, you can either get a a a, a three-day pass uh, just a Saturday ticket, uh, Friday ticket, or a Thursday ticket. So there's lots of different options. If you can't make, you know, all three days because of, you know work or whatever else, you can always just hit one particular evening or one particular mm-hmm. day. So lots of cool options for that. But yeah, that that three day pass is the way to go. Yeah. Make it an entire uh, uh, three four day weekend.
3: And football is hindering it. Just record you at the game and watch it later. Uh-huh. I mean, at least it's not Texas OU game. It's, yeah. This this uh-huh. year. Your- Uh, So that's good. Last year it was. And that that really deters a lot of people in the state of Oklahoma, as you know. I mean, But uh, yeah, I mean, just, you know, I do. If I want to see the game, I just record it and watch it later. That's what the DVR is for these days. Or you just
1: take your little cell phone, put it down there, and watch it without sound. There you go. Catch it all right there. (laughs) Everyone else already does it anyway. Yeah. Byron does it on stage.
0: (laughs) 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 Kind of look around. Right, (laughs) (laughs) oibf.com for tickets, or can they get tickets at the Fiddle Shop? No, not just no, just, you just online. Go online. Okay, or <laughs> at the gate as well. Yes, if you don't, if you don't have the internet, yes, you can get a ticket at the at the gate. Yeah, I think that's. I'm, uh, I'm working the gate on Thursday. If you can just come say hi to
1: me on Thursday afternoon, go. I'll be there. Try to get people to come, and i detour them over. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he'll, have, he'll have a friend there with him.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm super pleasant. Absolutely. Most of the
0: time. Yeah, until, absolutely. Yeah. Until <laughs> I get confused about what tickets is what, and I'm like, ah, I don't know. He's going to yell me when he turn that off, Aaron. I'm just okay. walking to my car. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys again for being here. Yeah. Uh, yeah in our uh, uh, For our inaugural uh, Bluegrass Festival episode.
1: Maybe they well, can we're help us right with. Glad you're a, talking about it. Yeah. Well, Maybe they be- can help us with our jingle we're looking for a jingle for the show. Yeah. We've been ah, trying to get it. We keep talking together. It. It. Uh, Fortney tried last week and it was,
3: it was awful. It was, What's it was, called? Red brick. Hit the bricks. Hit the bricks. Hit the bricks. Hit the bricks. Yeah. Hit the bricks, boys. Mm-hmm. Hit the bricks, boys. Yeah. Well, I started. Now you finish. It. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, this is where it goes downhill. Do you guys want to play a shot? Yeah. yeah. All right. Start it off on the banjo. All right.